Okay, so uh, uh, if you are four years old or up, raise your hand. Okay, four years old or up. Okay, now if you're okay, if you're between the age of four and eighteen, raise your hand. Four and eighteen. Four and eighteen. Christopher, you're not between four and eighteen. Raise your hand. There you go. There you go. Raise your hand. Okay. You between 4 and 18, I'm talking to you today. Now look, I have been tempted to bring you all right down here. Are you with me? And I'm not yet past bringing you right down here. So when I look at you, if you're between 4 and 18, you better be looking at me because the next words out of my mouth might be, Dylan, come right down here and sit. Dylan won't be my problem, okay? Dylan won't be my problem. Are you all with me? Not often... Do I prepare a message for children? And I thought, how shameful. How shameful that all of these years, I don't know that I've ever prepared one message for the children. Now, children, bring your parents back next week. And look, children, I think it's probably going to take two weeks for your parents. Okay? So I think I can do it one week with you guys, but it's probably going to take me two weeks with your mamas and daddies, okay? So uh, just keep that in mind. I'm not after the children. I'm after the parents, okay? But you children have got to hear this. So let's read verses uh, 6, 1 through 3 again. Children, that's 1 through 18, 4 through 18 today. Oh, okay, so if I thought I could talk to James, I would. And I could probably talk to James. I have a, uh, I have a nine-month-old grandson, great-grandson, and I think he understands when I speak to him. Now, I don't know this, but when I talk about, come on, Henry, let's go, we'll go riding on the side-by-side, and we'll go, like, we go kayaking, it's like, I'm not going with you, okay? So, so I think they may be able to hear before you know that they can hear, okay? So, if I thought I could speak to the uh, one-year-olds or speak to James, I, I'd be speaking to all of them, but, I, but I'm not sure I, I can. But I can speak to you that understand, and I'm thankful that uh, when you get her carried to where she's going, Christopher, you come back to your seat, okay? Okay, so children, okay? That's pretty clear, right? Now, probably when this was written, a child was probably up to 14. And then they were probably adults. Okay? Now we, get, we let them slide till they're 21. Now how's that working out? Yeah, it's probably well that we get them trained up to 14, quit messing with them and send them off, right? Okay. Children, listen to this. It's pretty plain. Obey your parents. That is a command. Obey your parents in the Lord. We'll look at this in a little, di- a little light different, later, a little, bit, a little closer. Why? For this is right. This is exactly what God would have for you to do. Obey your parents. Honor your father and mother. That's a little bit different from obeying. We'll look at it. Honor your father and mother. And this is, this is specific, but not just to uh, this command. This is the only promise. But there's a couple other commands that he gives some explanation on. And he says here, this is the first commandment with a promise. Oh, listen. One, 4 through 18, children, 
if you obey your parents, if you honor your parents, this is what you can expect in life. That it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. May God bless the reading of the Word. So today we begin to wrap up what we started on Mother's Day, May the 14th. We continued it on Father's Day, June the 18th, and we'll wrap it up in the next couple of Sundays as we continue to work towards not only the role for men, women, and children in the home, but we also are experiencing church camp over the next couple of weeks. There's a prayer guide in your bulletin we've already talked about. I'm begging you to pray for our camps. It is a great opportunity to God to do, for God to do a spiritual work among our children, our young people. So what is God's design for the family? I, I want to tell you, it's not rocket scientist stuff. It's, uh, it's, it's right here. God's design for the man, for the woman, for the family, for the children. And I, I, and I want to tell you, I told a young man already this morning, this, is, uh, this may be the smallest, most impactful book booklet I've ever read in my life. But what would you expect when A.W. Pink, Richard Steele, John Bunyan, C.H. Spurgeon, and if you've got an old one of these that had children be educated for Christ, it had anonymous on the old ones. But now it's got the guy's name. You know what happened? They published this. They didn't know who wrote this last article, okay? So they couldn't talk about who it was. And somebody read it and knew where that came from. I want to tell you, if you want to know how to have a godly home, I mean, congest, (laughs) ingest, whatever you've got to do, this book right here. And you can't get too young to start reading it. It is so impactful. God has a design for man, woman, for the family, for children. He has a design. It's found in here. It's found in good writings. And you, obviously, come on now, people. Obviously, we need to be studying about how to have a godly home. That's what's wrong with America. A home. Let me tell you what a home was intended to be. A man, a woman, and children. Now, if it's not that way, you make the best of it. But that's what God intended. So how do we get there? (laughs) I have no idea how big an ocean cruiser is. Okay, And and matter of fact, if if I'm on one, y'all realize this now. If you hear your purse, your pastor is on a ocean cruise somewhere. I've been taken captive. You couldn't, you couldn't get me to get on that. Th- you couldn't pay me to get on that thing. But they tell me that Bob would know something about it. He's been in a submarine a few times. It, it, it tells me that it takes miles to turn that thing. Well, listen, it takes hundreds of miles to turn a church. It takes hundreds of miles to turn a family. So how do you do it? We just got to stay after it. 
We just got to stay after it. That one family, another family, would decide to do it God's way. And I can tell you, the world's not doing it God's way. So we must teach constantly on God's intent. Now look, don't beat yourself up. And, and I'm not being critical of you when I tell you that we haven't been doing it God's way. I'm just being matter of fact, and until we are pointed out the right way, we'll never get there. We must empower individuals to be what God intended them to be. We need to empower men. Listen, wow. I wish I'd have, I wish I'd have brought it with me. It's, it's, it's in the, uh, the, the last article. Uh, this, this, is, this is a quote that a man's purpose is to get to heaven and to take his children with him. Men, that's what God put you here to do. To know him, to love him, to live for him, to be prepared to go to heaven and to take your children and your wives with you. I'll have that quote next week. For men and women and children, listen children, 4 through 18, to find your significance in living the life that God's called you to live, you've got to do it God's way. A father's primary purpose in life is, here, here it is, is to go to heaven. Number one priority is to go to heaven. Now, why in the world would that be your number one priority? Because the option is 10,000 years and counting in a burning hell. And you don't want that. A, per, a father's primary purpose in life is to go to heaven and take his wife and kids with him. Do you hear me? That's a high calling. And until you accept that high calling and strive towards that high calling, you, you will not find your contentment. A mother's primary purpose is to help her husband to become the man of God God wants him to be. Yes. To birth and raise children and to help the children to raise, be raised to know the Lord. And listen, and a wife is to help her husband Make sure that their kids get to heaven. Malachi 2, 15. Did he not make them one, husband and wife, with a portion of the Spirit in their union? That's why you marry a godly woman. And what was the one God seeking? Godly offspring. I was just thinking about it. I, I won't get to. But if you could plant me somewhere in the most traditional 10,000-member Baptist church in America, I promise you, if I preach this sermon this morning, you talk about a deer-in-a-headlight look. They, they, would, they would be looking at me as if I got dropped off another planet. I'm telling you the truth. This is biblical stuff. It's not rocket scientist stuff. It's right out of God's Word. But I'm telling you, 
There is no attempt in America to preach it and to teach it because it's so upside down. Nobody else is doing it that way. I'm not preaching in a 10,000-member church this morning. And this ain't rocket scientist stuff. And this is not something that ought to catch any of you by surprise. I mean, if you woke up this morning and all of a sudden you're hearing this and like I've never heard this before, you've been asleep. Matter of fact, I'd probably say you'd been dead. And what was the one God seeking by putting this man and a woman together? Godly offspring. So guard yourselves in your spirit and let none of you be faithless to the wife of your youth. So today, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. 4 through 18, young people, look at me. You want a good life? You want to you live a life that will be good for you and good for those around you? Obey your parents. That's the bottom line starting point. I promise you, if you never learn to obey and honor your parents, you'll never, never learn how to love and obey God and honor Him. Next week, you bring your parents back, I'm going to teach them. That's their duty to teach you, to discipline you, to instruct you, to love and obey your parents and honor them. Children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with the promise that it go, go, may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Next week, Ephesians 6, 4. Fathers, mothers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up. Oh, this is a word. In the discipline and instruction of the Lord. We'll flesh that out next week. So, just to, to get you ready for it, for you to think about this, what are fathers and mothers to do? In, in America, in 2023, when things are absolutely crazy, what are you to do? Jeremiah 6, 16. Thus says the Lord, stand by the roads and look and ask for the ancient paths where the good way is and walk in it and find rest for your souls. It'll be good for you and it'll be good for your kids. And do not do what they say in Jeremiah 6, 16. But they said, we will not walk in it. We're going to look around and we're going to do it like everybody else is doing it. And I will just tell you this with the same results. Just because you got the tag of Christian family or a Christian home, if you don't do it God's way, it's for naught. The last few years we've been looking at family worship, teaching moms and dads about evangelizing and, and, and discipling their kids. Tom Eldridge, you've heard this in the book Wild at Heart, says this, the church can best minister to children. Are you with me? 
The place of the church is to minister to mom and dad and equip them, the father and the mother, his helper, his wife, to raise godly offspring. So, let's just go ahead to to, uh, July the 29th, our Sovereign Grace Fellowship. It's all going to be about uh, patriarchy and complementarianism. How to do marriage the way God said it should, should be done. Let's just see how many people show up to get fed that. <clears throat> well, listen to me. God's way is the only way that fathers and mothers can find their real significance. Something amazing. Are y'all listening to me? Something amazing happens when God takes up what God has called, created, and is willing to equip Him to do. Let me say it again without stumbling. Something amazing happens when Dad takes up what God has called, created, and is willing to equip Him to do. Something special happens in the attempt because none of us come here knowing that. When mom comes alongside raising up the family to know and serve the Lord, something happens. Doing marriage the way God designed it to be done, the husband leading and loving and the wife submitting and helping, listen, when that begins to happen, God empowers, God comes, God saves, and God does a work amongst all all of our fault, all of our flaws, and all of our issues. Just because people are attempting to do it God's way. So there's lots of dynamics going on in these verses that I read. Ephesians 5, 15 through... Y'all looking at me when I look at you? You know, you're probably not... Li- you're probably not listening to me. And for sure, you're not listening to your mama if you're not looking at them. And if you're a boy, just know this. I can have you by the ears, and I can be looking straight in your mind and eyes, and and you're probably still not listening. So in verses 15 through 18, we have relationships with other people. How to walk in relationship to all people because the days are evil. Are we there? How are you to walk it out? In verses 19 through 21, we see three evidences of a spirit-filled life. Beginning in verse 21, we see a detailed discussion of authority and submission. Listen, young people, there are people that are in authority over you. That's your mama and that's your daddy. They are a position of authority. They have every right to instruct you and to tell you what to do. And it's your role to be submissive to them. After this, in verses 521 through 69, we're given three circumstances in which submission is worked out. Man to God. Woman to husband. Children to parents. Workers to bosses. 
It's all laid out here. We should look at that. We see that these relationships, people to God, husbands and wives, wives to husbands, children to parents, and parents to children are a priority. And listen to me, look at me. They are mandated for us to do. It's a mandate. It's not optional. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to text the guy this afternoon. I think I'm going to, in the next few days, I'll text the guy. The whole time I've been preparing this, I've been thinking about a 20 or 21-year-old guy now that the lights have come on, okay? I've told you this before, this story before. I went to his house. He came out on the front porch. And, and the first thing he told me, he said, Pastor Bruce, I, I don't think my prayers are getting through to heaven. Y'all with me? He said... Okay, he said, I just praying. I don't I, I think I don't go, think they go past the roof. Listen, all the while he's living in defiance, disobedience to, disdain for his parents, talking ugly and cussing his mama, and getting physical with his daddy. That will not lead to a long and good life. Now y'all look at me, you young men and women. You can try it, but it won't turn out good. But that same young man now has come to see, he's had his eyes open, he's come to see that he's wrong, and praise God, he's still 20 or 21 years old, and he's got to tell his mom and daddy how sorry he was. God will, you kids, I'm telling you, you can forget praying to God when you're being dishonorable, disobedient to your parents. There's one prayer he'll hear. I'm so sorry, God, forgive me. Mama, I'm so sorry. The next time I talk back to you, just slap me right in the mouth, Mama. Help me. So, it's in these relationships that much of our practical daily relationship with the Lord is formed. Jeannie and I, my kids and I, my grandkids and I, people in general, how we relate and submit to authority in these relationships, it, it, it is all a part of uh, teaching us to be submissive and to do it God's way. Listen, young people, 4 to 18, He gave you the mamas and daddies that He gave you so they could help you become the man or woman of God that He wanted you to be. Not so you could have everything the world's offering. Teaching that all are to be submissive to God, wives are to be submissive to their husbands, children being submissive to their parents, and employees to employer are all biblical mandates. I was just thinking as I read that. I bet I could run 10 people up here. I bet I can run 10 guys up here that would tell you right here this morning they wish they had been obedient to their parents. And they would tell you this morning the trouble it would have kept them out of if they had been. Amen? I'm telling you, it's not a good path to go down. These mandates are not an option. If you want to be obedient to God, if you want to have God's blessings, 
And if you want to find your significance, they're not options. They're mandates. So we're going to pray that through the Mother's Day message, the Father's Day message, a message to our young people, and a couple of messages to parents, God might call us to repentance and grant us the grace to continue to change the course that we have been on as a people. As a people, we have been on a course of doing it the world's way instead of doing it God's way. And I just beg you to open your eyes, watch TV, turn on some real news, and see what our young people in America are doing every weekend. Malachi 4, 6, And he will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children, and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the land with a decree of utter destruction. Let me tell you, that is where America is at. Look, look at me. Parents, just find the ugliest scene you can find on the Internet about what our young people do this weekend. Listen to me. And let me tell you, that is a product of raising children that do not know and are not taught how to be obedient and submissive and honorable to their parents. You know why it's not being done? Look at me. It's hard work. The easiest thing to do is give them a phone, send them to school eight hours a day. That's the easiest thing to do, and that's exactly what's happening. And the only people doing worse than parents in raising their kids is the government. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. I'm at the exposition of the Scripture. Obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Obey your parents. Y'all, young people looking at me? Obey your parents, not in just outward obedience. You know what I mean? You do it, but the whole time you're doing it, you're cussing them under your breath. Or talking to yourself under your breath how unfair they are. With inward, inward reverence and promptness. When they tell you to go clean your room, go clean your room. Not the second or third time. Look for opportunity to please them quickly. Pray. This is a prayer that God will answer. Pray, God, give me the ability not only to obey my parents, but to honor my parents. And when they, do, when they tell me to do something, do it and do it quickly. And parents, if they don't, next week, teach them what it means to be immediately obedient. Because that's the kind of obedience that God specs. Obey means to comply with the command, direction, or request. Submit to the authority of. Man, I was reading, I think it was Bunyan this morning. Young people, look at me, please. Please hear this. Oh God, open their ears. Always look upon your parents as being better than yourselves. 
That's a Philippians teaching. Consider others more important than yourself. Listen, let me tell you what that's going to teach you young people. (laughs) The world wasn't hung on you. You're not the only one in existence. Let me teach you this. Consider your parents more important than yourself. That's the first thing. Never, parent, just listen young people, and some of you young people old enough to know, I'm talking about 14, 15, 16, y'all listen to me, you got some repenting to do this afternoon, even you girls before you go to camp, to tell your mamas and your daddies how wrong you have been. Today. Never, never look down on them with disgust. Never. Never, never, never disrespect them. Never. And let me tell you, parents, next week, when they do, they're looking for a fight, you need to give them one. You need to teach them that they are not to disrespect you, God, nor any authority. Proverbs 15, 20 says, A wise son makes his dad glad. A foolish son hates and despises his mother. John Budden says, listen to me, y'all look at me. Well, talk about a smart man. John Bunyan says that only a heathen would be disrespectful and disobedient to his parents without repentance. You hear me, parents? By the way your kids treat you, you know how to pray for them. Are they heathens? And do they need to be saved? Hmm. Proverbs 30, 17 says that the eye that mocks and disrespects others looks on with hatred. Listen to this. The eye that mocks and disrespects and looks upon others with hatred, the vultures will peck your eyes out. I want you, if you never hear it again, I pray that in your lifetime that this would come to your mind over and over and over again. It is a dangerous thing to be obviously and continually disobedient and disrespectful towards your parents. Do what others say. Take. Accept orders. Carry out. Follow the orders. Submit to. Defer to. Be ruled by. Bow down to. Yield to. That's what you ought to be thinking, young people. You're not looking at me. I may call you out in front now. Y'all need to rouse yourself up. Don't go to sleep. Really listening to the one giving the charge. If you're in the presence of one adult, young people, as soon as you hear their voice, you ought to be looking and listening to what they're saying. If Brother Bob says something 
Every kid in this church ought to be turning their ear to hear him. Because you're to respect your elders. And he's the most elderly man in the church. Respect. Attentive listening. Listen, young men. (laughs) Uh, All of you know this. That here at church, and Jeannie might tell you at the house too, I'm a terrible listener. Young men, you will have to train yourself to be a good listener. It's not natural. And parents, it's your responsibility to make sure they're being trained to be a good listener. In the Lord. Because this is what the Lord commands. This is exactly what God would have you to do. It's agreeable with God's written word. A desire to hear. A desire to hear a word. A desire to hear instruction from the parent. It's, listen, young people, it's natural for parents to train you and to teach you. It's natural. That's the way it's God intended. And it's natural that God would give you a desire and you would learn how to listen and obey. It's it's the way it's supposed to work. Just like it is in the Christian life. Because, why is that the case now? Because the scripture says the Lord disciplines those he loves. As a father, the son he delights in. Uh, Did you hear that, parents? Your kids know that it's your responsibility to discipline them. And when you do discipline them, even with a good swat on the rear, you're telling them, I love you enough to discipline you and correct you. And let me tell you what's going to happen. I mean, give a, bust their rear as good as you can bust it. Listen to me. I tell you what. Five minutes later, they're going to be coming and sitting down by you, hugging you. You know why? Because they've done gone off, had just a minute to think about it, and God has revealed to them they're doing that because they love you. Some, some parents will never know that. There's some parents that have never told their child No. You know what that tells the kid? I don't care what you think. When you don't discipline your kid, when you don't give them what they deserve, they know you don't love them enough to do it. That's not what the government's teaching you. Matter of fact, they're telling you if you do that in public, you're probably going to lose your kid. Tell them to come get them. Just man up and tell them to come get them. Ephesians 5.21 says, Submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. That's what we're supposed to do. Especially those in authority. 1 Peter 5.5, Likewise, you who are younger, be subject to elders. I've already covered this. Look at this next phrase. For this is right. That's what God would have you to do. And it'll be good for you. It'll be good for your family. It'll be good for your church. It'll be good for society. 
It's just the thing to do. It's the law of nations and the nature of God. Number two, honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. Honor your father and mother. Look, look, look at me, 4 to 18. Right now, I want you to turn and look at your parents. Yours is not with you, you can't, okay? Turn and look at your parents right now. I'm, I'm not kidding you, look at your mama. If she's sitting beside you, look at her, listen to me. Look at them and think towards them with great respect. That's what they deserve every day of your life. Great respect. In your thoughts, in your looks, words and actions, holding great respect, high esteem, great regard for. Have that for your mama and your daddy. Let me just tell you, you're big enough to understand repentance. If you're, not, if you're big enough to understand going and asking for forgiveness, for some of you, I know, need to go and sit down with your mama and daddy this afternoon and tell them how wrong you've been and ask them to forgive you and tell them you're going to do better. Matter of fact, just ask them, why don't you help me do better? Why don't you, when I sass you or disrespectful to you, why don't you just give me a good quick slap to the mouth? You know why we don't do that? We're afraid the other parent will take them away from us or the government will come and get them. You know what? That's a purpose. Did you know it's a purpose? We are living in a time when the the rulers-to-be want a disobedient, rebellious young people that's going to be bringing chaos and anarchy to a country which will destroy it. And families in the meantime, and churches in the meantime. Look upon your parents, young people, as having great value. This is the first commandment with a promise. I'm not going to spend any time here. Look at, ver- look at number two. Do not make for yourselves any graven images. There's a danger to that. Look at number four. Uh, keep the Sabbath day holy. There's some special instructions about this. But this is the first commandment with a promise. What is that promise? There is real significance to this command. And what is that? That it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. That's pretty simple. You want a good life? You want a long life, generally speaking? Be an obedient child, a respectful child. That's what the Scripture says. Generally speaking, they're great blessing in doing what God's commands. God's blessings in being obedient to your parents and all authority, there's blessings with that. That, it may, that you may live long in the land. Love long and happy. This promise is still fulfilled to believers today. Okay, so let's say a young person are trying to be obedient to the Lord and tragically an accident takes them out of here. Where is that promise going to be played out for an eternity in heaven? Are you with me? I mean, none of us know how much time we've got with our kids. None of these kids here, none of us know how much time they've got. But when they try to do it God's way here, they can look forward for an eternity with you 
And with God in heaven, if it doesn't work out on this earth as having a long life, live long and happy, the promise is still fulfilled today or in eternity. So I want to exhort our children and young people to honor their parents. I want to share with you, and I want to share with them. I want to share with you and to them that we are expected to demand obedience and honor from our children. There's no contentment in life without doing it God's way for the saved nor the lost. So we must teach God's design at all levels, teaching mom and dad their roles. Listen, pushing, praying, and prodding for the slow but steady implementation of these roles. All the while through answers in Genesis, God's design at church camp. You know what the kids are going to be hearing at church camp this week? All about God's design for man, woman, for children, and how to do it in the church and the home. I'm telling you, we are trying our best to reinforce this. Got three, three points for you children. Y'all taking notes? Number one. Y'all ready? This is tough. Obey your parents. Obey your parents. The great duty of children, the great duty of children is to obey your parents. Outward obedience. Immediate complete obedience with reverence just the way we're expected to obey the Lord listen especially in the things of the Lord when your parents sit down with the Bible or sit down with a good book to teach you you should be particularly attentive because they're teaching you the things of the Lord the Ten Commandments the moral law all the warnings in Proverbs, the commands of Jesus, when they want to teach you how to read your Bible, when they want to teach you how to pray, when they set the example and demand that you do the same in spiritual matters, pay attention. Let me just tell you, children, it is God's plan, it is nature... Okay, so the little baby deer, or deers, or the, 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 the baby leopards, the kittens, okay, if they don't stay where mama put them and be still and stay hid, it could be great danger for them, right? So by nature, by nature, mom teaches those little guys when they don't stay still or when they... Whatever they do, they slap them upside the head or whatever the case may be. It's, it's just by nature that we know that parents are to demand obedience and that children give obedience. It's a serious matter. It's the nature of things that parents command and that children obey. What was number one? What, do what to your parents? Uh, listen. 
Obey your parents. Okay, I'm talking to you 4 to 18 year olds. I'm looking for an audible answer. Children are to obey their parents. Thank you so much, Abigail and Dylan. I can hear y'all. Okay, so another thing I'm teaching you children this morning, to come to church from 4 to 18 is not a time to sleep. It's not a time to look at your phone or your iPad. It's to come and sit your chair in the, in the seat, get your Bible, y'all hear me? Get your Bibles open and pay attention to what's going on. Wait a minute, don't you go to school? And they tell you to get your books out? Well, surely they do. To pay attention. Well, why wouldn't you pay attention to church? Parents, you're to insist that they do. Honor your parents, number two. Obey, number one, obey your parents. Number two, honor your parents. Obedience, reverence, relief, maintenance. Wow. Wow. When Bunyan and some of those guys, I'm thinking at 72, Brother Bob's thinking, yeah, a little maintenance, and I'll get to that later on. Matthew 15, 4, for God commanded, honor your father and mother, and whoever reviles father, mother or father, wait a minute, are y'all young people, 4 through 18, you looking at your notes? Where are your notes? Thank you. You looking at it? You got that scripture, Matthew 15, 4? Look here. She's going she's gonna to help me. For God commanded, honor your father and mother, and whoever reviles, disrespects, disobedient to father and mother must surely what? Do what? Young people, don't you ask, don't let me ask you from now on where your program is and your Bible is. Get your Bible open, get the program open, and follow along. And parents insist that they do. Listen to me. You will surely die. We're all going to die. They're going to surely die. We want to make sure that when they die, they're ready to go to heaven. Love them. Respect them. Look greatly towards them. Be quick to repent when you don't. Never look or feel towards them in any way of disrespect. Relief and maintenance. <laughs> humble, humble, humble yourselves before your parents always. Help. Help, help. Now do what you can, when you can, for your parents to make their life better. Man, this is maintenance. Here's maintenance, okay? Y'all with me? This is, uh, this is pretty rough, okay? You teenage boys, guess who changed your diaper when you were a little guy? Guess who did that? Listen, you know what maintenance is? You may have to later on in your life change your mom and daddy's diaper. How's that working out in America? This is easy stuff, isn't it? Mm. Number one, what your parents? Obey. Number two, thank you, Abigail. Listen, you young people. 
It does amazing things when you have the program in your hand. That's hard, though. Somebody's tried to stick one in your face when you came by. Don't you give it up from now on. All right? Honor your parents. Obey your parents. Hey, 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 hey. There are rewards for doing that. Hey, blesses and curses. Is that not the way it is with the Christian life? Normally speaking, you live with the Lord, you'll be blessed. You live against the Lord, you'll be cursed. That's normally the way it is. That it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. This is, this is the teaching a whole lot like Proverbs. Generally or ordinarily speaking, if you are an obedient child, you will have a long and good life. Are there exceptions to that? Absolutely. But generally speaking, that's the way it is. Did, did you know, did you, young people, 4 to 18, y'all look at me. Did you really know, did you know, did you have any idea that the Scripture says that if you honor your parents, if you obey your parents, that it will go well with you and that you may live long in the land? You probably didn't. You do now. Did did you know that the Scripture said, whoever reviles, disrespects father and mother must surely die? These are the kind of Scriptures (laughs) that you need to teach to your kids. Something's got a little meat to it. So, obey your parents. Honor your parents. Their rewards thereof. Now, if you're an adult here this morning and you have never told the Lord how sorry you were for being disrespectful and disobedient to Him and have never submitted to His authority, I pray that this morning you'd do that. You confess your sins, confess to the Lord. If you never come, become a follower of Jesus, that you would do that. Listen, you children. The beginning of being submissive to the Lord is being submissive to your parents. If you have things that you need to tell your mama, hey, listen, you may want to go and love her up right now before you get out of this building because you might forget it on the way home and tell your mother, tell your father how sorry you are that you have not been the obedient, respectful child that God intended you to be. Today, children, pray for your parents that they'll do better. And pray for yourself that God would give you the grace to be more obedient and more honorable towards your parents. God bless the preaching of His Word.